return you now to your regularly scheduled program. Welcome back to the Weast Coast alums. Welcome back, everyone. Yes, yes, welcome back to the Weast Coast alums. It's good to, good to hear your guys' voices again. I love hearing your guys' voices in my head. Hear your voices and see your faces. And yeah, smell your smell. <laughs> yes, yes. We love we love the senses, especially when it comes to our fan base. Mm. Mm, yes, this smell like crumpets and fish for some reason. Mm, love delightful. <laughs> this is not what we're talking about today. No, it's not. But we are talking about no. something that we have kind of hinted at in the past. It's come up every mm. now and then. Something that we've wanted to talk about for a while now. So we figured, hey, let's do an episode about it. We obviously, if you guys have been listening to any episodes, you've probably figured out that we were, at one point in time, resident assistants at Liberty. Cue the cheering, clapping. Yes, we're better than you, we know. (laughs) No. Because that's what the RA position is about, after all. Um, It is, it is. And we're going to talk about that today. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Um, So we were RAs, and we worked in the Office of Residence Life at Liberty University. If you're not from Liberty University, we'll try to summarize quickly, shortly, um, kind of how all this, what all this looks like, but <laughs> um, yeah, we have a lot to talk about our experience with the office and with uh, the Office of Spiritual Development as well, which we were both uh, community group leaders in under that mm-hmm. office uh, before we were RAs. So that's what we're talking about today, and I'm excited. Are you excited, yeah. Tucker? I, I feel like we got a lot to talk so about. So excited. We're gonna try to give our honest opinion. Yes. And please don't get too offended if our opinion is wrong. <laughs> or right. Yeah. Yeah. If you are offended, as always, send us an email. We'd love to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, we love emails. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Let's talk about ORL and OSD. So, well, obviously, like I just said, we both served at both offices at one point in time in mm-hmm. our Liberty career. So if you want to start and then I'll go after maybe talk about your experiences as uh, a CGL and then as an RA. So CGL, we talked about this before. We actually had one of our CGLs on this podcast, Cam Smith. That's right. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Cam. CGL is community group leader, pretty much a small group leader on the whole. Yeah. So Josh and I were both community group leaders at one point in our lives. I was a community group leader my sophomore year. uh, And then I became an RA after that year. (laughs) So junior year. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I could do the math. <laughs> yeah. So as a community group leader was, it was awesome because you got to know your guys really well in your group. It was a lot of work though for mm. an unpaid position that you yeah. didn't really get any credit for. It was, uh, it wasn't always easy. And they'll make you go to these events or these classes that sometimes they were helpful. Sometimes they weren't. And either way, they took a lot of space. So it was good. But I, I don't think I would want to be a community group leader all four years of college. Mm. I think it was good for a year and uh, moved on after that. What, what what's your take, Josh? Yeah. So just yeah, as kind of like a side note off of what you were saying. So for those of you who may not know, each of the leadership positions. So the main three that you have on the hall leadership structure is community group leader, uh, resident shepherd RS, and then resident assistant RA. 
So your RS and RA positions both come with a pretty sizable, I would say, scholarship. And, you know, mm -hmm. like you get essentially you're getting paid to do the job because it is a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but as a community group leader, you don't get anything. You get your CSER covered. And so if you don't go to Liberty, basically you have to get a mandatory 20 hours of community service each semester. And it, it counts as like a class. So you have to have so many hours by the time you graduate in order to graduate. And so mm -hmm. if you're a community group leader, that counts as your CSER. So you'll get those 20 hours for the semester. But yeah, like you were saying, as a community group leader, I mean, I know you're putting in way more than 20 hours. I probably put yeah. in like, I don't even know, 15 to 20 a week, just between like yeah. all the times you're meeting up with the guys in your group, like one-on-ones or hanging out, or you're going to, you know, you have like the mandatory classes, you have to go to um, all the campus comms, which is, I mean, that's good, but it's still a yeah. required thing. Um, on top of like the hall meetings and the RHLMs that you have to go to, like there are just a lot of requirements and a lot of meetings that you have to go to. It's a big time commitment for not getting any type of scholarship. And I always, I even said like, even just give like double CSER, you know, like give 40 yeah, hours yeah. per semester that you're doing um, CGL. Like even that would be nice because you are putting in mm -hmm. so much work. Um, and it isn't the same as, you know, with, with like an RS or RA position where you are busy, but you're getting, yeah. um, at least you feel like you're getting fairly compensated for that. Not that you do it for the compensation, because I think, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people, at least people that I knew who went after those positions for the compensation were ultimately unhappy and they usually didn't last that very long. You know, they'd make it a semester mm -hmm. or one year and then they'd be out. Whereas if you really genuinely feel, felt called to it and you wanted to be on leadership, like you were passionate about that, passionate about, you know, constructing community on the hall, you enjoyed it. And it was just kind of an added bonus that mm -hmm. you, you got the compensation. But that being said, CGL is a lot of work especially since most people I feel like do it their you know, freshman or sophomore year. I did mine my sophomore year like you. And so you're still pretty busy with a lot of the busy work gen eds. And um, yeah, it's just not, you know, you don't get a lot of, uh, I don't know, compensation maybe is the right word to say. I don't know. It feels weird to say it though because that's not, yeah. not like the motivation for doing it. But Which I think is actually a bonus to the position of I, I think most – CGLs, they're doing it because they, they love it. Like they love the people and they love the guys or girls on their hall and they want to be there for them and they want to make an impact. Like my CGL had an impact on me and yeah, you know, so on and so forth, which I think that you alluded to with the RS and RA position. There are people that do it for the compensation. Like there are people that do it for the scholarship. Like, cause there are, there are like pretty good scholarships. Like RA, you get full room and board paid for. I mean, that's like 10,000 a semester if yeah. you're living on common. So it's pretty sweet, and there are people that do it. I think mostly for that, which I don't think you get with CGL because there just isn't much compensation. Which I think is actually a positive to the position. It would right. be nice though if you like. I would agree with you. Like double Caesar would be awesome. I think that would be totally acceptable. Yeah, and there are some benefit. I think CGL is f such a, a gift and blessing too because you're you're on leadership, but you don't have a ton of responsibility, so you can still be like one of the guys. In a sense. Yeah, like you're still down and dirty with them. You you know their junk, and they they probably know your junk too. And uh, you can you can be one of the guys or one of the girls, um, and still have a leadership position, and still grow in your responsibilities, and still um, 
learn how to lead. No, that's a good point. Because when, yeah, when you're a CGL, you're not responsible for the the disciplinary action if there needs to be any. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're not the one that's having to talk to students if they're getting back late for curfew or they miss convo or something like that. And yeah, there is mm-hmm. that level of kind of separation that you have to have when you're on the upper leadership, at least for RA. I think RS, it's a little different because they can kind of be more buddy buddies because they're not really responsible for, you know, like enforcing the rules so much um, other than Mm -hmm. making sure, you know, CGLs go to the groups. But I don't know. I'd be interested to hear your take on this as to which position you preferred or if you could go back, if you had to pick one, because I think honestly, I think I would pick aside from our year on two, three, because that was without a doubt the best year. But if we're looking at just yeah. the position in and of itself, mm-hmm. RA versus CGL, I think I would pick CGL again. And I think I would pick it just because, like what you were saying, where you really just get to be you're, you get to be with the guys and you get to you don't have the separation between them. And I don't know, I feel like I got really close with the guys in my group. It's a much smaller, tight-knit community of, you know, usually three to five mm-hmm. guys that mm-hmm. you just get to know, you get to go through life with them. Yeah, not having those that extra responsibility on your shoulders is freeing in a lot of ways to just be on leadership, but also still be a student and you know, like yeah, be a college yeah. kid. Whereas when you're an RA, I felt like I really wasn't that much of a college kid anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I I think I would I would still stick with RA. Um, I wish I did CGL differently, and there's I wish I could do it again. But as far as for junior and senior year, I wouldn't want to be an RA my, my sophomore year. I'll make that clear. I would, you know, if mm-hmm. I freshman and sophomore year, I would pick CGL. Yeah. But junior and senior year, I would, I would pick RA. Yeah, definitely pros and cons to both positions, which I don't, I don't think people really understand unless you've done both, and you you can kind of see both yeah. sides of that coin. Anyway, so moving on, so something we were talking about before the episode, obviously, there's ORL, which is the Office of Residence Life, and then there's OSD, Office of Spiritual Development. Those are the two main offices that oversee leadership on campus, and they have a history at Liberty. Uh, I guess long before our time, there was some conflict, and then there was like peace between them, and it was like an understood hierarchy of leadership on the hall, and then they tried to kind of, when we were both in leadership, OSD had really pushed to say like RSs and RAs are the same level, which was confusing for a lot of people, especially for people who were RAs before or were involved in ORL and had this understanding that, okay, RAs are at the top and then it's RSs and then it's CGLs. And so kind of shifting that power dynamic, I guess, is weird, especially when RAs are responsible for administration and like disciplinary action it seems more natural that the ras would be at the top of that food chain if you will and so Mm -hmm. i think for a lot of halls thankfully not ours when we were on two three i think we like grafted really well with our rs's we had a really strong big Mm -hmm. four we were able to lead all of us together Mm -hmm. understanding like (laughs) when to stay in our own lanes but then also when to come together like for the sake of community Mm -hmm. Um, but I know yeah. a lot of halls that didn't, you know, I know a lot of halls that yeah. like the RSs really didn't get along with the RAs and there was like conflict on the hall over, you know, like, oh, who's responsible to take care of this and that and the other thing. And yeah. so anyways, that's kind of a, that's kind of a side note, but all that to say we were talking and before uh, the episode, so we both, I guess we both applied for an RS and an RA position 
and we both got mm-hmm. accepted for both of them. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to hear your story as to why you chose RA over RS. I think there was, I don't know if, if this was the case during your year. So I, I applied for RSRA my junior year, which was a, a year, that would have been when you were a sophomore. Yeah. And I think there was like this push, at least I felt it in OSD, because I was, I was coming, we're, we both came from CGL to RA. So right. during our sophomore years, which I was, was one year ahead of you, we were applying for RS and RA as CGLs, which CGL, again, is under OSD, Office of Spiritual mm-hmm. Development. So RS and CGL under OSD, RA is under ORL. So applying for these two positions as a CGL, I felt this pressure to go towards RS because there was already a lot of people going for RA and uh, there was a lot of bad examples of RAs Mm. um, because (laughs) unfortunately when you give college kids authority, it can often be abused. Right. And for both ways, I think for both ways. But I I was hearing a lot about RAs abusing power, not so much RSs at the time. Mm. All that to say, I was leaning towards RS. It was it was really in, intriguing to me, RS, because you didn't have that disciplinary role as the RA. You didn't have the administrative role as the RA. And yet you still got to be with the students and mm-hmm. have a spiritual impact on them. And, and my RSs had a huge impact on me in my sophomore year. And so I was like, man, I just want to be like them. I don't have to deal with all the disciplinary actions. I don't have to deal with the confrontation. But interestingly enough, that's what I believe the Lord used to to show me that I that it should be an RA. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to my RA, which my RAs had a huge impact on me too. So it, was, it wasn't like I was like, yeah, I'm going to RS. So I don't care about RAs. It was pretty close, but I mm-hmm. think I was leaning a little bit towards RS. Uh, Steve and David were my RAs, and they're awesome. But I remember like talking to them and talking to Sheldon, and the Lord used like two things to. I think confirmed to me that I should that I should have been or I should, I should be RA and one of them was confrontation. Actually, I saw I suck at confrontation. I sucked at it, and I hated it. Like I wanted to avoid it at, at all means possible, uh, and I knew that RS would have been easier for me, but RA would have been more challenging and would have been more sanctifying. I was like, oh man, okay, I never, mm-hmm. I never, I don't want to take the easy path, man. Like <laughs> I want to, you know, usually following Jesus is the hard path and. I was like, okay, well, maybe this is this is uh, a sign. And then talking to Sheldon, who was our, our RD, who's above the RAs, resident director, who's above the resident assistants. Uh, I was like, man, this this guy is just so full of the spirit of wisdom. If I could just learn from him, mm-hmm. and, and RA was appealing to me because that meant I get it. I got to be under his direct leadership for the next two years. I was like, man, that's that's pretty sweet. Yeah, uh, I I think I could really. Could really grow, so uh, I think the the Lord showed me that RS would have been probably more fun, would have been easier, but RA would have like really challenged me and I think grew me, uh, being under Sheldon's leadership and having to be the disciplinary uh, actor. That's why I chose RA. Yeah. What about you? I remember I applied for both, and. For those of you who don't know, the RS hiring process is much, much more simple than the RA hiring process. Yeah. You basically go through, I think it's one round of interviews for RS. You meet, you yeah. <laughs> you go up to the uh, shepherd's office, they interview you, and then they decide. Whereas <clears throat> for RAs, you go through <laughs> three, 
three rounds, I think, right? Including experience. Is week. it three rounds of interview? Because you have the first round, it's like a group interview, right? And then you have your one-on-one with the RD yeah. if you get past that. And then yeah. if you get past that, you go to what they call experience weekend, where essentially for a couple nights, you'll shadow some RAs on a different place on campus. You'll be with them from 9 to 12. And you'll go through curfew checks with them and all this other stuff. And then that weekend, basically all day Saturday and most of Sunday, they have the rooms that you go into. And um, it's, it's, it's pretty intense. They have these like you, simulation tell the rooms. rooms. Yeah. So, yeah. so basically yeah. you go into DeMoss Hall, which is the, like the main um, building for classes and stuff. And it's on the weekends. There are no classes. But they have these classrooms set up as simulations for... Um, situations that you might encounter as an RA. And so <clears throat> one of them is a counseling room where you have no idea what the scenario is, but you'll walk in and, and it'll be, oh, somebody is you know, struggling with suicide and they've come to you and boom, here you go in the moment, how are you gonna handle it? And you basically have a panel of RDs, people who are uh, you know, in charge of hiring RAs, that they're basically grading you the whole time. And so they say, go, and you have five minutes to basically talk to the student actor and try to counsel him through, you know, whatever the problem may be. So then you have, um, you have the confrontation room, where it's okay. Here's another like, kick you another scenario. Two students are, for us, you know, like throwing stuff down the stairwell, right? And you have to confront them. So what do you say? How do you handle it? You know, like the and the the student actors. I mean, they get into it. You know, they sometimes they'll be like pretty aggressive and stuff like that. <laughs> Which is always funny to see, you know, a bunch of freshmen and sophomore applicants like, oh, oh, I don't know. I when I was, I was acting a scenario in my, this is my junior year, and my, my roommate was Frank, who's from South Korea. Mm-hmm. And I had to do the, the a student that was being a racist. Like, he was saying derogatory things towards, towards Asians. <laughs> so, oh, no. the... The RA applicant came in and he's like, hey, man, I heard you like said some things at the soccer game last night. And I was like, yeah, well, like the ref couldn't see. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, he was Asian. Like his, his eyes, you couldn't even see. <laughs> like, this is my script, dude. And Frank, Frank just started dying in the room. He's like, ah! <laughs> I felt so uncomfortable. Oh, man. <laughs> so did the applicant, though, and that was good to see, you know? That's right. How are you going to respond? Yeah, you got to put them in those high-stress situations and see what they do. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, that was a fun one. The confrontation <laughs> room is always fun. That's a good one. Um, That's a good one. They have, yeah. uh, they have a Bible teaching one where you basically you have to prepare a short, you know, Oh yeah, I forgot that sermon, that. speech type thing on a passage, whatever you want. Um, they have a decision room where you basically, like, one side of the wall is yes, the other side is no. They ask you a question, and it's like, boom, Ooh, you got to walk to one, one side. Oh, the game room, of course. Dude. Oh, my goodness. Game room. Listen, listen, okay. I loved Experience Weekend. I don't know. I was one of those weird people who absolutely loved all the rooms. I loved counseling, and that that's actually one of the reasons why I chose RA, which I'll get into in a minute. But the game okay. room was the worst. <laughs> I hate it Dude. because they put you in these, they, they have you do these stupid team building games. Like everybody has a toothpick and you have to lift this long straw thing. And if it leaves, you know, uh-huh. one toothpick, you're out or whatever. And so then they'll randomly go around and add modifiers while you're trying to do this game. So they'll be like, okay, only you can talk. And, or, you know, like everybody has to talk at the same time. Or, you know, everybody has to be blindfolded except for one person and he has to guide them. And 
oh my gosh, it's so stressful because there's so many Dude. just people who are not, let's just say that they weed out a lot of the applicants at that point. <laughs> Uh, I'm surprised I didn't get weeded out. Oh, yeah, me too, honestly. Actually, I think I just kind of like slithered my way through it. Like I didn't cause too much problems, but also like it didn't help a ton. Right, yeah, that's <laughs> so kind of what I did. I just kind of got through it. I was like a neutral, I think. Yeah, you just keep it low-key, <laughs> but not yeah, too low-key. Yeah. Otherwise, they'll, they'll get you on that. Like, why, did, why were you more involved? Why did you speak up? Why did you do anything? Why did yeah, you yeah. But that was... Yeah. Dude, I, I actually liked that room a lot. Not, not being in it, but I could see... Why mm. it was so useful to have it because you can really see people interact with other like because all the other rooms is like it feels some of them feel a little fake mm. like still the confrontation room the counseling room because they're like set up scenarios like a kid's yeah, like that's true. a kid who's not actually suicidal is suicidal mm. you know that, you know what I mean yeah but this one was like real you had to interact with people it was spontaneous you had to work together as a team which showed whether they can work together as on leadership. You know, you had to lead others. You had to listen to others. I, I thought it was like, man, that's that's a brilliant idea. Whoever came up with that room, that's true. Yeah, because every other room, it's it's really just you. And how would you handle it? Whereas in the game room, it's like mm-hmm. now you're put in a room with all of these other people who are, you know, quote unquote leaders or aspiring to be that. Which is, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you are on a hall. Like it's not just you. You have your RA partner. You have your two RSs for your big four. And you have all the CGLs on the leadership team too, so you're leading alongside like a dozen other people, and you have to like, are you well? Are you a dictator? Are you like really passive and quiet? Like, are you? You know, it's like that's yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But anyway, so yeah, so you go through all these rooms, and I remember the it was I think it was Thursday or Friday before that weekend, because um, RS announced their cuts like way before RA, like a week or two before. For whatever yeah. reason, they, I mean, the RDs really take their time. Like, you have to wait, I think it's close to a month or something before you hear back about Final Cuts. It's like, yeah, it's like a whole month process from beginning to end. Yeah, it's long. That. It's long. Um, but I remember, so like a day or two before Experience Weekend for RAs, I got an email from OSD saying that I had been accepted for RS. And I kind of like what you were saying, I was leaning more towards RS at that point. And I was going through the RA process because I, I wanted to see it through and I wanted to see both. And I basically kind of said, okay, God, I don't know which role I'm supposed to be in. So I'm going to go for both and make it clear. So if I don't get RA, then okay, that's fine. I'll go RS. If I don't get RS, then, uh, you know, we'll see about RA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, so I got the email and I was like, okay, well, I guess RS is a go. And, you know, like you, I was a lot closer with my RSs on the hall, Mike and Matt. I had, you know, a way better relationship with them. My RAs were great, but they were a bit more hands-off in their leadership style with, in regards to at least the CGLs. Um, and so I was much more drawn into the OSD side of thing, the RS side of thing. Um, mm-hmm. I did have a negative experience in the hiring process because there was a, a clerical issue on OSD's part. And basically Kyle Seeger called me in his office and chewed me out and said that I did something wrong when it was like their form was messed up somehow. Wait, well, tell me more. I never heard yeah, of this. Yeah, so they had, <clears throat> they basically had a, a Google Doc that they would send out and you would fill in a slot for your interviews. And so I guess they had mm-hmm. mistakenly sent out the, um, the Google Doc to my email early. And so I submitted it and whatever. And then they asked for, I guess when they sent out the, that form to everybody else, I never got it. And so I was like, okay, well, I already, I already filled out my form, whatever. Um, 
And so I went in for my interview and they, like I got there, I showed up, they called me and they're like, hey, you know, you're not on this form. And I was like, oh, well, I got an email and like here I can show you. And like I filled out the Google Doc, I should be good to go. Here's my interview slot. Um, and basically Kyle Seeker, who was at the time the head, I think he was the head of OSD, um, or at least like the hiring mm-hmm. process, um, was basically like, yeah, you know, you just, you really should have better communication if you're going for a leadership role. Um, because, you know, when there's an issue like this, we need to know that. And I was like, well, how, how am I supposed to know? You know, I never got the second email. I thought I filled out the form mm-hmm. like I should have. And yeah, it really rubbed me the wrong way. Um, really came across very condescending. And so that was, um, yeah, definitely a negative experience. But I tried not to let it shake me too much as far as my decision process. Um, you know, and still, I still tried to be open to, and this was before even I had my interview for RS. This was before I even met with anybody. So I was already like, um, what's going on? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I tried to keep open-minded, but it really wasn't until um, Experience Weekend, actually, and I think it was the counseling room, either the counseling or confrontation, or maybe it was both, but doing going into those rooms and being in that position of having to deal with confrontation and having to deal with the counseling scenario, like for whatever reason, after that, I just had so much peace about RA and I was like, I know, I know God is calling me to RA. So I feel really confident that I'm going to get it. And I feel really confident that I'm supposed to choose this over RS. And lo and behold, a few weeks later, I found out, okay, yes, I made the cut for RA and I said, okay, that's the one. And it was just, it was a weird moment to go through that experience weekend where you have a lot of nerves uh, because you don't really know what to expect. You're with a lot of other people that you feel, at least I felt like underqualified compared to some other people that were there. Um, But then just kind of having that experience being like, man, this is what it's about. Like actually getting in there with the students, whether it is a confrontation or whether it is a counseling. And honestly, that was one of my favorite parts of being an RA was being in a a leadership position that granted you that access to students where people that were on the hall that had no idea who I was within the first week or two, and I know you experienced this too, they just come up and talk to you and they just share things about their lives because of your role, because of the title that you have, that you've been blessed to have. And that's such an amazing gift, I think, and a blessing that comes with a leadership position like RA that you wouldn't get with, you know, CGL there's something about, it's like, oh, the RA, like the, the quote unquote leader of the hall, that's how the students would probably see it. And yeah. I don't know, it's just, it's a very humbling and honoring experience to have someone come up to you out of nowhere that you don't know and just ask for your advice or your opinion because they respect you in that role. Like that's such a weird and cool thing. Yeah. So I don't know. You're, you're probably, I remember, I think we even talked about this. But if you're going to talk to someone on the hall, like say there's an emergency or say there's a student going through like a really like suicidal or something like the RA is probably the, the point person on the hall. Yeah. Like you're going to be the one that is there with students at their worst. But you also you also get to celebrate when they're at their best. And and it's it's one thing to hear, you know, another student say they're proud of you. But. I think to hear your RA say, at least for me, to hear like my RA say, and this this goes for RS too. I think to hear them say they're proud of you. Mm-hmm. I mean that that meant so much to me. Yeah, it's very yeah. It's I don't even I don't even have the words for it. It's a very humbling, I guess is all I can say. It's it it is. It's just I felt so honored 
Like, why, why would yeah. you... Well, I did nothing to deserve this, to deserve your trust. Mm -hmm. But here you are talking. And, but yeah, you're right. The yeah. RA is it's definitely the point person on a lot of those, a lot of the more serious issues. Because even, even if a student goes up to a CGL, like that CGL most of the time is not equipped to handle that situation. And mm -hmm. they're going to then run it up the flagpole to the RSs and the RAs. And it's like, okay, now, mm -hmm. now it's our job to handle it. I think confrontation and, and discipline is such a sweet gift too like i didn't initially view it this way but you're catching students up when they're at times the most vulnerable because when you're when you're being disciplined i mean mm. that's that's not fun like this is you're being exposed for something right yeah and so that's it's you get to see them in in a, in a raw and vulnerable setting and you really get to speak into their lives in that point like you can either do a lot of harm or you can do a lot of good and we've all mm. heard stories of RAs doing a lot of harm during those times where I've, I know I know students that have left the school because of bad RAs because yeah. they misuse their authority um, and I, I hope I pray that that our impact was for good mm. in those times that we pointed them to Christ and not away from Christ uh, and so you have that responsibility that comes with a lot of weight you're you're responsible for, before God for the souls on your hall what a sweet gift to to uh, be able to speak life and truth in their lives when no one else is or when they're not listening to anyone else. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the be most beautiful things about the leadership structure at Liberty too. And, you know, you're talking about the burden of leadership, which it is a burden. It is a, like, you have a lot of responsibility on your plate when you when you're one of those when you're an RS or RA and you're in the high role of mm -hmm. leadership but like what a blessing it is to be able to share that load and just mm -hmm. yeah having not <clears throat> not just all of the community group leaders and the RSs that you can like communicate with about dealing with issues or delegate responsibility out to but even just having an RA partner is so, so helpful. Yeah. Like I couldn't imagine doing that alone, man. Like that would have sucked. And I think yeah. that was such a cool thing too with us being partners is I think that we balanced each other out really well, especially when it came to confrontation mm -hmm. because yeah. I think it's fair to say I'm a little bit more confrontational than you <laughs> just naturally. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. you know, when something would go wrong, I would come in and be like, all right, these are the these are the rules, Tucker. Like we have to enforce these. I don't like it either, but we have to do it. And then you'd be able to kind of step in and be like, you know, as we're talking before we confront the students, you you know, you'd be able to say, like, all right, let's just like let's see how can we how can we word this? How can we infuse a little bit of love and mercy into this? Um, and there were times too when I remember it was like something would happen, and you would be like, oh, like you know, it's not a big deal. Like let's just mm -hmm. whatever, whatever. And then I would have to kind of come in and bounce it out and say, okay, well, we need to yeah. reinforce the standard, this rule, so that way it doesn't happen again. With love, obviously. But yeah, I think that mm -hmm. I think that that was a cool dynamic too of of us getting paired yeah. together. Even though we've said it before, you know, even though I, we like maybe didn't think that we would be when we first met. <laughs> <laughs> um, but kind of balancing out that side of. You know, both sides of that coin, yeah. we have love and mercy on one side and then the truth and justice side of the other and, and meeting in the middle. And I know I, I grew a lot that year and just like seeing the way that you led on the hall, man, like honestly, 
it really challenged me to grow and, and, and look at the way that I was leading and try to, you know, just humble myself and really infuse more mercy and love into the justice that had to be served at times, you know. And so that was something that was really cool, too, was is to be able to see somebody that's in the exact same position as you that has a completely different leadership style be able to grow with that, you know. Yeah, I think even looking back on, on our year together, I can't think of a better dynamic than what we had. Not in like an arrogant sense, but I did totally agree with you. Of We just complemented each other really well. Uh, and it was such a blessing to, to learn from each other and to lead together because there was things that I was blind to that you saw and things that you were blind to that I saw and, and we could help each other out. And it, it was it was such a blessing having uh, a humble partner like you where like, you know, I could talk to you about these things like, hey, Josh, like I think I don't think we're doing this well or like, hey, man, I think you you might have missed this or something. And you would be like, oh, yeah, OK, yeah. And you would like yeah. listen and you would address it. And you and uh, I just like learned a lot from from you of like just speaking, speaking the truth and, and being direct and, and being able to confront truth, you know, confront with truth. I think that I yeah I think one of one of one of the things I learned is that it, maybe it, maybe it hurts but you can never go wrong speaking the truth mm. um, and 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 holding to the truth and and yeah maybe it's uncomfortable maybe because you know I, I again like confrontation is super uncomfortable for me and and the the butt of confrontation is is truth like you have to arrive at truth right um, and and maybe that's sometimes why it's uncomfortable because maybe it'll just be easier just not to say anything um, but I think I really learned from that year. I saw how, like the Lord really sanctified me and grew me as far as like the, the beauty of confrontation and, and speaking the truth and love um, for the betterment of someone else. And uh, he really used you to help me better that. I mean, it, it makes a ton of sense too. You think of like the church and how as, as believers, like we're to edify one another and build one another up. And we, we totally did that uh, mm, yeah. by the grace of God with each other. Like I've, um, God totally used you to sanctify me and edify me and build me up. Um, and what a sweet gift that is to have that experience. I think even like outside of a church, like you could have that in church, right? Like pastors leading, or you can have it like in marriage, you know, the man and the wife. But to have that outside of church and have that outside of marriage, and I'm sure there's a lot of other examples, but to have that in college mm. and have that deep of unity and growth with one another that's 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 pretty special man yeah i don't really know where else you would find that in college as far as like that much of sharpening one another every single day a lot to be yeah there's a lot of a lot of good yeah a lot of good things about well the ra position in general but you know even in the way that orl and osd have things set up and you know, there are obviously issues with both offices. Like we both yeah. have critiques, we both have our opinions about each office. And, and so yeah, maybe we can just talk about our opinions or thoughts on kind of where the office was before we joined, how it was when we were involved with the offices, both OSD mm-hmm. and then ORL after that, and then kind of what we saw post um, our involvement with the office. We're, we're not really experts on before and after i would say right because we're, you know we're not there and we weren't there yeah but this is just from like our our peers and what they've said so i, I my roommate in sweden one of my roommates in sweden and his name is blair and he was an ra before i was for four years before i got there so he was like the i guess you could say the generation before our generation of ras 
And when he got there, it was just one office called the Office of Spiritual Life, I believe. Anyways, the RAs were above in authority over both of those positions by, I think, a significant amount. So RA was definitely the most coveted position um, during that time. And they had a lot of, for good reasons too, because they had a lot of discretion. They had um, a lot of authority on the hall, uh, a lot of room to to make the hall how they wanted. I remember like Blair had this whole leadership structure that him and his partner came up with, these like five pillars that they built their hall on. Uh, you could, I mean, you could really run with your hall. And so you really got to, to build that foundation of hall culture and community uh, in part because he had that power to do so. Yeah. And so that was really sweet. The flip side of that though, is that when you have, when you have that much power, you can abuse it, mm. and so maybe Blair is a good example of using that that power for for a lot of good, and so it's just so much good that happened because because of the RA position, obviously that, that Blair Blair and these people were afforded that opportunity. All to say, it can be abused, and that's what happened. I believe um, there was some abuse of like you know there's like okay, there's some talk going around. These RAs have too much authority, have too much power. Yeah, we got to We got to check this. And so what happened was, uh, and this is this is again I'm not an expert. I could be getting all these details wrong. <laughs> all I know, but this is just from what I've heard from Blair and some some others. Uh, the office is split, and uh, that's when that actually <laughs> David Nasser came in before this. David Nasser is actually a huge key of all of this. David Nasser was a campus pastor, and he took over uh, Johnny Moore's position as a campus pastor. When David Nasser came in, he did a ton of reforms, and one of them was creating the Office of Spiritual Development. Mm. So OSL became OSD and ORL. They became split. ORL became in charge of the RAs, and OSD became charge of the now resident shepherds and community group leaders. And, and part of their push, OSD's push, was to make the RS position equal to the RA position. And that's what they did eventually. Um, and, and because of that, um, there was more limitations on the RAs. There was more limitations on what they could do as far as building their leadership as recruiting. Now it was joint between the RSs and RAs. It wasn't just the RAs who would do. Like I think before the RAs would be the ones interviewing for. They would interview for their own RSs. Oh, wow. They would pick okay. their own RSs and then they would pick their, their prayer group leaders. Hmm. Now the RSs and the RAs did it jointly, um, which you know could be for better or for worse, um, and they both picked their CGLs for the next year. Mm. So the RAs didn't really have as much say over the culture on their hall. Uh, they had other people from a different office now, at times butting heads with them, um, because they they have their own mission and you have your own mission and. We saw this often a lot, I think, where they would just clash, unfortunately, the RSs and the RAs. Yeah. There was restrictions on, like, you you have to teach from campus community, things like that. That was all from David Nasser. Mm. So, unfortunately, I think, unfortunately for the RAs, with the rise of OSD, the RA position fell in terms of what you could do with the position. Yeah. Um, and your say with the position. And that's when that's when we became RAs was in that era. Yeah, when we when we got in it was definitely I remember that year, at least at the beginning of the year, they had really in RA training because when when you become an RA, you have to go through it's like a week or so, something like that, of training basically before all the students show up. 
And I remember yeah. in that training session or in those training sessions, they really stressed the importance of RAs and RSs are equal in power. And like, it's so <laughs> important for you guys to be unified. It's so important, like to get along with your RSs, to build that relationship. Um, and I remember thinking like, what? Like, what? Well, first of all, like, why would that be an issue? And obviously not knowing that there was, you know, a, a different um, hierarchy of power beforehand. Um, so I was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, like, obviously we're going to try and get along with the RSs, you know, and, <laughs> and lead with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to me it was kind of normal, like, yeah, they are equal. However, I always felt like, and, and maybe this is because I'm biased because I was an RA, but it did still feel like on the hall and the students' perceptions were still filtered through that past lens where to me it mm -hmm. did very much still feel like we were top dog on the hall. Like we were the ones that if there really was an issue, the students would come to us, you know. And obviously being, I, I, like I said before, being in charge of handling the administrative stuff as well as the disciplinary um, side of things, whereas the RSs have nothing to do with that. Those two things, I think there's a lot of, I guess a lot of students associate that with power. And so in the eyes of the student body, I think RAs are still higher than RSs. And that may have changed since, I, I mean, I've been gone over a year now, so that may have changed. But mm -hmm. when we were there, I definitely still felt that remnant left over, if you will. And even just, so you graduated in 2020. Um, I graduated mm -hmm. in 2021. So I was booted to East my senior year as an RA. <laughs> and I say booted because um, East was fine, but it was during COVID. And so it was, everything was locked down. East is a much more um, introverted section of campus, I would say, than Commons, whereas Commons is mm -hmm. like a lot of younger students, freshman, sophomore, everybody's mingling. You have the common space. Obviously, you have a sister dorm right there. It's a lot more high energy, yeah. um, a lot more student interaction, whereas on East, a lot of the students that live on East are usually sports guys or they're older, you know, juniors, seniors that couldn't get off campus. Mm -hmm. And so they've kind of, they've done the college thing. They're ready to just sit in their room, play video games, go to classes, work out, whatever. And they're not really interested in community. Yeah. So when I say booted to East, that's what I mean. But moving to East and being an RA again, it was, it was kind of sad, especially during COVID, to see at least what I would characterize as, or say is the decline of ORL, at least for the first time that I saw. And maybe... Maybe it was just, you know, part of the rose-colored glasses from year one coming off. Okay, now I'm year two RA. I've done this before. I just noticed a lot, especially during the hiring process, where it seemed like because of COVID, because they weren't getting a lot of applicants, that ORL was really cutting corners with their applicants. And they were accepting mm -hmm. people that really weren't qualified for the position, that really hadn't had much leadership experience. I don't, I, there were a lot of, there were a few candidates that I knew personally that I, when I found out they got RA, I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, how did they make it through? Not that they're, mm. you know, that they couldn't be leaders or anything, but just in the spot that they were in when I knew them, I was like, no way. Like, you, you're not, and obviously this isn't to say that, oh, I'm so much better because, oh my goodness, if I, I don't know why they hired me, you know, <laughs> like first year, like, <laughs> oh man, I had so much, Same. so much growing to do. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was just, it was shocking. I know a lot of people, like some people I knew got hired, didn't have to go through experience week, 
which I think that's such a huge part of it. Like mm. seeing how you yeah. interact. Like obviously we talked about the different rooms. Like that is kind of a big indicator of how, how do you respond in these situations. And so for someone to get hired not having gone through that, it felt, pers- personally it felt like I got shortchanged out of my experience. You know, I was like, oh, like why did I, yeah. why did I go through this if, if other students, you know, when that, whenever they're short staffed, they're just gonna, you know, scrape the bottom of the barrel and say, hey, you're an RA now. Um, yeah. You know, there were like freshmen that were getting the, the role of RA, which in order to be even considered for RA, you're technically supposed to have completed, th- I think, three semesters. And so mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, you're a first, first semester freshman going through the hiring process, I, I'm sorry, I don't think freshmen should ever be considered for the role of RA because you just have so much growing to do at that point. I mean, and I'm speaking yeah. as somebody who applied for RA my first year and I didn't get it, thankfully, <laughs> like I was not yeah. ready. And it, it was just, it was just sad, I think, to see it felt like ORL was lowering their standards because they had to and mm. maybe loosening up their, their principles of, of kind of the characteristics that they were looking for in applicants. And that was, yeah, it was really discouraging to see and it, it was really off-putting too. And if I, if I had had another year there, I would not have done RA at all um, just because I really, really didn't feel like ORL was, was that invested in their RAs, um, at least as much as they were in my first year. And a lot, some of that is unique to my experience in, in you know, having a, vacant, a vacancy in the RD position over me. So I didn't have an RD my second year of RA, which is a big part of the RA role is having, like you said, that's yeah. a big reason that you chose to do RA was to have the leadership of Sheldon, to have the leadership of someone wiser in that position over you. And so not having that, Sheldon did kind of fill that role. He, he would lead groups once a week, but still that mentorship was lacking. Um, mm-hmm. And so that was difficult. So some of it is unique to my personal experience um, as an RA that second year. But some of it, I think, is is also more reflective of the kind of the trends of ORL as a whole. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'd love to hear your kind of opinion because you, you did RA for two years as well. Your second year was when um, we were partners. So did, is that something that you experienced too, of like the rose-colored glasses coming off? or Honestly, I didn't see too much change between my two years, from junior year to senior year. I wonder, I wonder if COVID, I know you alluded to this. Um, I wonder if just COVID had, had a huge reason for that. Mm, yeah. Probably less applicants, probably had to lower their standards to accept RAs. They probably didn't do as much as far as applica- application process because it was COVID and they couldn't do as many in-person things. And uh, that's what that's like the optimistic side of me. Like, oh, I hope I hope it's not actually ORL getting uh, worse in a sense. Right. Um, yeah. I hope it was like a fluke um, that year that that you experienced. I hope I hope that was a fluke in the history of our ORL. Uh, so I can't I can't really say from my experience because I didn't I didn't honestly notice much change year to year, if any. But yeah, talk about it after after you left, uh, what you noticed and what what happened to the two offices. Yeah, after I left, I really I don't remember hearing much, um, but what I what I heard more of and and you can tell me if you heard anything too from people that were still there was that it did seem to kind of continue on that trend that I experienced my last year um where i had you know some students that were still 
on halls saying like, you know, wow, like my, like just commenting on what they perceived, I guess, as lacking leadership in their RAs. Um, and, you know, whether that was because they were too young or underqualified or, you know, whatever, I don't know. But it just, it seemed like a common theme that I, I heard from, mm. you know, a few different people that all said kind of a similar thing. Like, oh, leadership isn't the same as what it used to be. And, mm-hmm. and, and again, like just to reiterate, every, you know, everything that I've heard, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not, you know, we're not on the leadership yeah. teams anymore. We're not, you know, talking with the RDs and the RAs and the students and whatnot. Like this, this is just speculation that we've heard from students that we know that are still there. So, you know, do with that what you will. Um, we're not here. This isn't like a hit piece. This isn't a slam against ORL. Like we just spent the first half of the episode talking about how much we loved it, how much we loved our experience there. Like yeah. I wouldn't trade my time as an RA for anything. And so, yeah, but, but moving on and just seeing kind of the ways that, that it seems t- from our vantage point, which could be wrong, but from, from what we're seeing, things have kind of gone downhill a little bit. And so I guess the hope is that if there are issues there, that they will be resolved and that things will kind of start to go up again. So anyways, yeah, a lot of, we talked a lot about ORL, OSD, our opinions on, on kind of that. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so yeah, let's move into uh, hot takes. Would you would you go back to be an RA or an RD or neither? I don't think I ever had a desire to do RD. Yeah. So RD is a full-time job. Like it's, you, you get hired mm-hmm. as an employee by the university to be, Basically, you're getting paid a salary to be an RA, but higher <laughs> is essentially what an RD is yeah. with even more responsibilities. And you actually live in housing on campus, for those of you who don't know. Um, so I don't think I would ever want to do that. As far as RA, would I do RA again? I think I would if I had the right leadership team. I think that's mm-hmm. what would make it or break it for me. Because if I was, if I had to do RA again with a leadership team that wasn't cohesive, um, that didn't work well together with a partner that I couldn't, didn't really get along with too well. I mean, that's awful. I would not want to do that. Whereas, you know, if you go back and like the, <laughs> if I had the leadership team that, that we had on two, three, yeah, I'd probably do RA again on heartbeat. That was so good. Yeah, yeah. You know, like we just had a great group yeah. of guys and it really, and it really felt like we were making an impact, I think on some of the students mm-hmm. on the hall. And it's not that it was us. It's not of our own ability, right? It's it's <laughs> our dependence on the spirit and God using us and us being open to that um, and receptive to him, you, you, basically using us to lead on the hall. So yeah, I think if we, if I had, if there was the right leadership team and I felt called to, yeah, I would do RA again, but I don't think if I had the choice, I wouldn't, I would not do RD. What, what about you? Mm-hmm. Would you do it again? Because you considered RD, right? I did. Okay. I did. I think, I think RD. The more I, th- I thought about it, and even like being a couple years out, I think it has more administrative responsibilities than I would like. Mm. Administration is just not my not my cup of tea. Like I can do it, but I I do not enjoy it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that good at it, so I don't even know why I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's. Is it worth it to have that relational aspect still? I don't know. Because it is, I mean, it is, looking back, I mean, Sheldon had such a huge impact on my life. Mm. And it was partly because he was an RD. 
because he could speak into my life in that way. Yeah. And um, to have my RD pour into me as a sophomore, I mean, that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just it wasn't just my RS. It wasn't just my RA, but it was like my RD that really took me under his wing. And that that's pretty special to be able to do that to someone else. That, that would be pretty cool. For, for those of you that may not know, the RDs, your primary responsibility is the RAs that are under you. Yeah. But there were people like Sheldon who would go above and beyond and reach out to students and get to know, yeah. like, just normal students, which was so, like, that was a cool thing. Like, Sheldon was the one my freshman year who told me that I should apply for RA. And that was, <laughs> that was like, that was literally the only reason why I did it. Because I was like, wow, the, like, the RD thinks that I should do that. That's super cool. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what got me interested in leadership. And so just yeah. planting that seed, but not all RDs do that. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> and every, everyone in our hall knew who Sheldon was. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And he was even more involved my junior year than he was our senior year. And so, I, I mean, he just did an incredible job. Most halls had no idea who their RD was. Maybe they met him like once at their hall meeting. Yeah. That was it. And they never saw him again. But everyone on our hall knew who Sheldon was. Yeah. That's pretty cool. We were so blessed, man. Yeah. Best RD. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I would have to look into it more, like how much administration is it and is it worth it to have that relational ministry? Yeah. Uh, but if I did, yeah, if we did have the same leadership team as in 2-3, I think there's even a lot of things I would do differently mm, Yeah. as far as like discipleship and the leadership structure, mm. making sure like everyone is discipled and so forth. That would be so fun, dude. To even like improve on mm-hmm. our year together, that would be cool. Yeah, but yeah, man, what? Wow, what a what an honor and a blessing it was to be gifted the position of RA, and I think that it I think that it truly was a gift, not only to be positioned on Commons Two Three with the leadership team that we had, with a roommate like you. But just to experience that role and that level of leadership and to see the way that God moved on the hall was just, yeah, it was such a blessing and wouldn't trade that for the world. Amen. A lot of people haven't had that opportunity, man. Yeah. We did. No. Praise God. Yeah, if you're at Liberty right now and you're thinking about going for RA, you feel like maybe God's calling you that position, I would say 100% do it. As they say, if, if ORL is not looking great, then you know what they say, be the change you want to see. <laughs> Amen. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, the position is what you make it, so make it good. And, and just stand back and be amazed at what God can do when you let him work. Anyways, I think mm-hmm. we've talked about this a lot. We love it. We, yeah, go do RA if you think you should do it. But anyways, yeah. thank you guys so much for listening to the episode, for hanging here with us uh, as we're talking through... RA, CGL, all that stuff. Anyways, thanks again for listening, and we will catch you guys on the next episode. See ya!